Captain's Log, Stardate 19. Got it right this time. Uh, these are the continued voyages of Ensign's Mark and Eddie, or as my mate Gilly said the other day, Ensign's Eddie and Ensign's Eddie's much funnier friend. Uh, oh, thanks for that. I was best man at his wedding. Prick. Um, okay. And uh... <laughs> if I if I can't get validation from your dad, then Gilly, thank you, mate. You've made my day. Um, yeah, as we continue to trek through all of Star Trek here from ten forward. Uh, so, Mark, how you been? I've been alright. I was at a funeral uh, the other day, <laughs> and uh, it made me feel. So I'm I'm, my origin story uh, is a bit <laughs> is a bit odd. Uh, I, as a Glaswegian man, I, I'm really I'm I'm crossing the bridge uh, because I am half Irish Catholic and half Freemason Protestant. <laughs> And uh, my uh, my granddad died. Yeah. The, la- the last the last remaining grand the last holdout. He fuck he <laughs> fucked or he died. And uh, we had we had his funeral, and he was he was a fairly uh, religious. He was a Fenian. He, he was like a proper proper Glasgow Fenian, right? So he's a proper Catholic. He, he, I mean, what part of Ireland was he from? Mary Hill, right? Which is in Glasgow. Um, has, they haven't. They, his family haven't been Irish for generations, right? Which I'll, I'll say out loud because he can't change the will now, can he? But <laughs> we had a, a Catholic funeral, like a proper Catholic send off for him, and the whole way through the mass. Obviously, the other side of my family came as well to show support. The whole way through the mass, I was like, as a Catholic, I am embarrassed on the behalf of the Protestants. Like <laughs> this is, this is the worst. Like it, we we were there for an hour, and he got talked about for a, a solid five minutes, and and the rest of it was about how Jesus is letting us into his house. How many rooms does his house have? Oh, many rooms. Oh, loads of rooms. <laughs> Honors, of rooms, mate. Absolutely loads. You want to come and see his house? Got to die first. But that's all right. When you die, you'll be met by Jesus. There was a lot about this Jesus cat, and I don't know. I haven't been to mass for a while, so I, I don't know when they inserted this guy in, but he's taken a lot of the chat away from my granda Joe. Now, don't get me wrong, basically everything we said about my granda Joe was an absolute lie. Um, <laughs> on his gravestone, we've asked for the for inverted commas around the word in loving memory. <laughs> but, um, no, I just... And then every time we had to kneel down again, I was like, oh my God, what are they... What are they going to think of us? <laughs> we have to kneel down. We have to get up. Gee, I mean, no, you know, no wonder there's issues in Northern Ireland. It's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> that was that was bad. <laughs> no wonder they hate us. <laughs> Stand up or kneel down. Make up your mind. It's the ones. It's the ones when you have to go. It's like a traffic light system. Where you go from stand to kneel to sit to stand to kneel? Oh, why does why does God care? Why can't I appreciate? Like I don't believe in God, but if I did, why could I not appreciate Him and His wonder from a comfortable chair? Yeah. Could I not be like God made this comfortable chair? Getting out of it and kneeling down seems to be an insult to the entire universe that led to this chair. Uh, I also <laughs> think it's God just rubbing salt in the wind of paraplegics. 
It's like you already suspected that I didn't love you, yeah. uh, and now I'm gonna let you know for Sorry, sure. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna kneel? <laughs> no. Oh. You know you did. You know you're in church, and they've got the little yeah. gallery bit up at the back. That's so that somebody can like operate the paraplegics like a puppet. Yeah. Like they just marionette them up and down. <laughs> and he and he turns around to the guy next to me and says, "I mean, you think it's bad for you, uh, Kevin." This guy's a quadriplegic. At least you can shake other people's hands. This guy doesn't even bother shaking their hands. And he's sitting there and he's on a ventilator. And he's like, but God, you did this to me. And God's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Don't be, don't be giving me that power. Uh, better start shaking people's hands or it's the bad fire for you. And if you think that life is a living nightmare right now, oh boy. You uh, you are in for an eternity of, 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 of pain, my friend. Pain that you ironically can't feel from the neck down, but don't, we'll fix that as soon as you as soon as you step through the doors of hell. Because I'll I'll give you back the, the the ability to move your body for the one step into hell. I've always thought though, if you get to hell, like like Satan's trapped there as well. Nobody wants to be there. Maybe it's nice. Maybe he's like, yeah, sorry, you're down here. Yeah. <laughs> do you want a drink? Because do you know who throws a good party? Uh, the gays. And do you know who the Catholic Church don't like either? Exactly. They're fine with homosexuality as long as one of the parties involved is a child. Uh, <laughs> that never, didn't get brought up much was... <laughs> at my granddad's funeral. Although the police did at one point spontaneously burst into song. <laughs> like, like Life is a Musical starring him. We were all very confused. Was it at least a hymn? Or was it? It wasn't the monorail song. No, it was. You know the. You know the bit. The. You know the bit. The. The. I don't. I mean, I. I to, to set the scene. I. 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 I mean this only because I've been hanging around with the, the absolute worst racist in my family. Um, he was a. He was a. He was African. He was. He was an African priest. So he was black. Um, and you know the. You know the. I. I if I remember correctly. You know the bit that white priests will kind of half sing the. About in the unity of the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, yeah, that. Oh, that yeah. bit, right? Fucking full scale, mate. He, <laughs> he, right on it. Started tapping his feet, clicking his fingers. <laughs> he was having a blast. I'm glad somebody's enjoying Catholicism. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how's how's your week been, man? Um. Yeah, yeah well, I stayed up till I stayed up till five o'clock this morning watching uh, an AEW pay per view, which was fun, Excellent. good, like wrestling. Um, yeah, um, this is, but the way this is going to work out by the time this is going out will be after I've been zapped in the heat uh, right. and full of filled with radiation. So that's that's I'm off work now. Uh, so that's like I put this little bit as holiday because I thought, oh, you know, because otherwise I'm not going to be able to enjoy myself. I've no idea, yeah, but it's uh, yeah. I figured I'd have a little bit of a breather. I I I do feel a little bit like you're 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 setting people up there for um for a disappointment because what they're going to think is <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next episode when he's off his tits, but we're actually <laughs> recording the next episode immediately after this. So that after this, when you say how was your week, Mark, I'm just going to do that exact same bit again. <laughs> Yeah, that was very much my plan, um, but there'll be there'll be one after this. So there'll be the next two, and then there'll be one after that where I I don't know if I will fully have comprehended the episode of Star Trek that we watch. Which well, as long as you're fine by yeah. measure of a man. No, don't worry about it. 
I'll ju- I'll yeah. just talk about Measure of a Man. <laughs> don't even need you there. Just do a solo episode. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's always an option. I'm just sitting there, yeah, no, yeah, Star Trek. I mean, I, I, I probably could do it. <laughs> I, 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 in therapy sessions, I ask myself more questions than my therapist asks me. <laughs> so I noticed I mean, the other day she didn't speak for 25 minutes. And I'm not holding that against her, that was absolutely the correct thing to do. But I just... Is, is, let me counterpoint that. How much are you paying for these therapy sessions versus how much would it cost you just to get a ventriloquist dummy? Oh, nothing. Uh, um, <laughs> I pay nothing. It's in, it's included in my council tax. Oh, yeah. Because where I live in Glasgow is so awful that they have set aside <laughs> money for literally everyone to have four sessions of therapy. Yeah, knowing full well as well that given the average Scottish character, the, the, the vast majority of people aren't going to take them up on the offer. Yeah. Talk to someone about my problems. No, thank you. And after uh, <laughs> after um, after you do four, they can bump you up to an extra three for a total of seven, which must be a nightmare for the OCD community. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to pay for at least one. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. no, seven's a pri- seven's a prime number. Maybe that works out for them. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of of prime, how was the week on the Starship Enterprise? Let's <laughs> um, direct okay. of it back to that. Yeah, this is one of the few episodes we've watched that doesn't feature a fundamental misunderstanding of the Prime Directive, which was nice. Yeah, um, I've, I've I've got the, the this is the quickest that we could be able to sum up the plot of an episode of Star Trek ever, Mark, because the plot is Klingons. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, there's basically they, they feel, there's been a battle in the neutral zone. The Enterprise goes there. They find some Klingons. They bring them aboard the ship. We learn some more about Klingon culture, uh, and then they're, by the end of it, they're all dead. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's I one thing I, I got a little bit mixed up about because in the original series, the Klingons don't look like that, and this no. has been a big thing in Star Trek fandom for a, for a long, long time. But this isn't the first time we see the Klingons that look like that. It's Search for Spock, right? Yeah, it's in the movies yeah. that they decided to do. Because it's just like cheap spray tan and the, the facial hair and like big eyebrows was yeah. all they had early on. Um, but there's a there's not really an explanation ever given as to what happened. Except that I think maybe the Klingons decided they wanted to look more fearsome. So they did that to themselves. I think there's an a, an explanation given in Enterprise, but yeah, I haven't. Who knows? I'll never find out <laughs> unless we unless we go through all of the Star Trek and end up watching fucking Enterprise. I think the world um, will be over by then. <laughs> imagine if you, imagine if you and I were sixty five, calling ourselves, calling each other, and <laughs> no, imagine by then they just put us in the same home. <laughs> Yeah. That's my old man voice. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm looking for. I'm not really spend my retirement talking about Star Trek. I'm going to use it to finally play a Dark Souls game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, one thing I did like in this bit, right, right at the beginning, they go, they detected that there's a battle in the neutral zone, and there might be survivors, and they're like, oh no, this is terrible. And Picard's like, warp seven. Like, so not, <laughs> not that, not that crucial. 
You've got nine of those warps available. <laughs> Take it easy. Take it slow there, Jordy. Steady as she goes, yeah? Don't worry about it. Neutral zone. I've, uh, I'll have you know that I, uh, I've already passed this test at Starfleet Academy. It was called the Kobayashi Maru. So don't worry, we're going to get there. And uh, it turns out we're not going to be able to do anything about it. So if anyone wants a smoke break, go now, because... We're going we're to have to spend half an hour pretending to give a fuck. Um, yeah. And presumably there'll, there'll be some admirals watching from afar. But yeah. I'm out of here. Um, this, uh, we also get Geordie vision in this episode. Yeah. So, Something yeah. interesting I learned about the Geordie vision is uh, the way that they made Riker... Is it Riker and Data that he looks at? Mm. The way that he made them look slightly off kilter is that that's actually their stunt doubles oh okay that's interesting so if I replace any of the crew of the Enterprise with their stunt double Geordie won't be able to tell uh, <laughs> that's useful for my plans to seize control of the Enterprise he can uh, Geordie can actually tell people by smell because that, that's a thing that um, Riker just reeks of cum <laughs> People are always giving it, oh man, when you go blind, your hearing gets incredible. Like, everything else becomes excellent as well. Your sense of smell becomes as good as a dog. Jordy knows people from just how their arse smells. <laughs> and that man has had his face in a, 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 a decent amount of arse on the holiday. Not much in real life. Is there smell on the holodeck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, I, I, don't, I don't know. There's also uh, taste. <laughs> but. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, because they just use the replicator. For, yes, yeah, good point. Um, how would your taste of how how could your sense of taste be improved? Like, like, because I understand, like, like if I, if my sense of smell was better, I'd be able to smell things from further away, and I'd be able to like Wolverine style track things. And if my sense of yeah. hearing was better, I'd be able to hear things further away, and also maybe be able to like differentiate different sounds uh in like a in like a massive kind of sound environment but how and if my sense of touch was improved i'd be able to paint like an a, a visage in my mind when i when i touch the thing but how what would you what would a better sense of taste look like i, I guess it would be like you could know exactly well actually um have you you've clearly never watched the gourmet detective mark which is um <laughs> A, a series of five detective shows uh, based on the premise of what if somebody had super taste and could use that to solve crimes as you can see there are only five episodes because it's not really a concept that has legs <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like oh no no this is like this is like the, the this uh, thing that the person was eating because it's only imported from this one country because it, like, it's like knowing the difference between oh this tastes like chocolate and this tastes like I imagine it's just having an excellent palate for like everything so that's like if a like, sommelier was solving crimes yeah that's fucking that's some fucking number that is by the way <laughs> sommelier must be the best job in the world um, and it's and, and and like I'm not slagging it if Eric because I because I I know one my my best mate sorry Eric uh, my my best mate his brother is a sommelier and it and it's kind of fascinating listening to what he does and like what his job entails man but that's fucking that's some number mate that's yeah like when I obviously like as a non paraplegic I'm able to kneel at mass so I'm, obviously I'm getting into heaven. Yeah. 
and <laughs> when I get into heaven and they give me like my own like in Supernatural when they just give me my own little room in which to kind of do whatever I want I think I'm going to take a year to learn to be a Somai and because it's heaven I won't be able to fail but then also at the same time maybe I there's only once only one type of wine in heaven unfortunately and that is the blood of Christ and he, um... and he has to come round and top everybody up <laughs> Oh, it'd be so disappointed if you found out like oh the blood of Christ actually turns out is a really shitty it's Wolf Creek. (laughs) (laughs) Oh um Yeah, but yeah, one thing in this episode that really did get to me is Geordie's like they've got Geordie Vision on the, the screen. And Picard doesn't understand the concept of relative perception. Like, yeah. Like, he's like, oh, why does it look so weird? And he's like, this is how it always looks. Is this is how you've always seen? Like, well, how can you see anything in that? And he's like, well, I've had this my entire life, so that's how. Are you trying, Picard? <laughs> are you trying to tell me that? Because we know what you do when your relaxation light is on, right? <laughs> are you trying to tell me you've never sat down with another person after half a joint and went? Do you ever think about the fact that what you perceive as red inside your own head? <laughs> It's different, definitely different from what I see as red, but we both recognise it as red. Yeah. No, that is a conversation that Picard's... Literally, I figured this would have been covered at the Academy, day one. Some aliens see things differently. Sun Tzu, page one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, they... they, they, um, and by the way, the freighter they beam over to in this was this entirely transporting dry ice because it's a lot of fucking steam, <laughs> just like a lot of steam, which is apparently poisonous. And then later on, Data goes into it and he's like, "Oh, I can't get poisoned." And he's like, "I found a door. Can you come help me open it?" And they're like, "Do we have to walk through the cloud of poison?" Yeah. And when we get there, how are we going to help? Well, you just stand here while I open it with my android strength. <laughs> imagine if, um, imagine if uh, Riker said, "What's the result of the poison?" And a data went, well, it's actually what it does to humans is it blinds them. And Riker's like, great, Jordy, you stay here. So <laughs> <laughs> that's probably with me. <laughs> yeah. But um, this is like, this is a pretty fascinating episode, I think. Um, because they, they, they find two Klingons, they've been over, and it's a whole thing about like Worf, like nature versus nurture. Yeah. Is he, because we find out finally that Worf was like adopted when he was very young. Because like his, the, he was on Kitam, the Kitamar, which is where like the peace treaty between the Klingons and the Federation was signed. Yeah, I think, and it blew up. His family was wiped out, and he was just adopted by like a human family because nobody thought of like just ringing the Klingons and being like, <laughs> we've, got, we've, got, "We've got one of your kids here." Five, 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 <laughs> Klingon. <Hello>? Yeah. <laughs> We've got one of your kids here. Which one is it? He says his name's Wolf. Sorry, you, you break, you break it up. <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot. Like, hey, you're a problem. <laughs> um, we do, we we do get sort of because uh, I can't, I can't really remember Search for Spock. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, yeah, but uh, we do learn a lot about the Klingon culture. That is pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, I'm really looking forward. Uh, in this show to delving into the Klingon culture because it's it's like the it's like the of the fifty shades of grey Klingon culture is number twenty five. It's the greyest grey. 
and <laughs> because we di- we discover that their sort of their backstory, and I'm not going to spoil this because I'm looking forward to Laura discovering this along with watching the show. But their backstory is kind of Russian Revolution esque. They they overthrow their monarchies and their religions, and then decide yeah. to only only deify. Uh, people that they know actually existed and people that they know were true warriors which which then yeah. generations down the line kind of becomes its own problem which is like a really yeah that's like a that that shit's that's like star trek for me that's really interesting star trek philosophical humanist ideas of of worship and 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 kind of kind of deism um we don't get we don't get that much the closest episode. they have to a, a deity is like there's a, a, a Klingon Kales who's like the founder of the Klingon Empire. Yeah, like he's like he's the first, and they 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 he's like the big. No, he definitely existed. He did some awesome stuff. He's like the William Wallace, but if Braveheart yeah. was real. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the princess that he has sex with in Braveheart was five at the time. Uh, not saying it didn't happen. But uh, <laughs> it would have been less romantic than portrayed in the film. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I like the fact that like, cause so like the whole thing in this is also there's a lovely little bit of racial profiling against Wolf later on. But um, where like there's a bit where like Tasha brings up like, oh, can we trust Wolf because there's two other Klingons aboard the ship? And because like that's a good question, we should keep an eye on that. You know, like how yeah. if you were like a, a Muslim serving in the American military, and you picked up a vessel that, like, in the navy, and there was a boat sinking, and you got that boat, and there were two other Muslims on board. Everybody would be like, "Well, our Muslim Muhammad, he's he's obviously going to side with these other two Muslims and steal our ship." <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> no, it, it's <laughs> I don't. I, I I will come out and say it right now. I I, I don't like to put myself into camps. Right, I don't like to label myself, but racial profiling, not here for it. Right, I don't, I don't like it. Right, I think it's as as my as my as I said to my great uncle at the at the funeral. Um, <laughs> what is your issue with the black cat woman? And his response was, "I just don't like D word." Right, <laughs> plural. So yeah, which I'm like, at least you're not. If you're put, if you're about to put it out there on Front Street, in a way, kind of respect. Um, <laughs> but also, once you die, the world will be an objectively better place. But unless unless two other racists are born that day. So, <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah. Um, what's my point? I so I I think in worst case I. Tasha Yar is, I think, a good security officer. I, I think a more apt description would have been is if a <laughs> is if we, we were a ship with a Muslim crew member or a not even a Muslim crew member, like a, a crew member who knew that he was a Muslim and then but, but was raised <laughs> by two Christians and then we picked yeah. up two other, we picked up two random Muslims <laughs> and they constantly were walking around going, Islam's great. It's fucking stop notch. You know you know all that way you know that way that you feel inside that you just want to constantly beat the shit out of, out of people? That's that's Islam. Right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be careful with that because uh, I don't I don't want this to get sound bited. 
Um, to be fair, yeah, we should have just... They're kind of talking to him like, oh, inside you constantly, you yeah. want to just go out and fight and murder everything. And he's like, yep. Yeah, the, they're like, the, well, the... We, we, we embrace that. And he's like, no, no, I I am self-control. My, my, my battles are against myself. And the fact that I win proves I'm a strong warrior. And they're all like, oh, whatever. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I disagree. I, I, I think a little bit there was a bit of respect on their part that Klingons yeah. should be constantly fighting a battle, and if that battle has to be against yourself, then at least you're still fighting. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll give you. So yeah, so that <laughs> yeah, but so I, I Tasha, yeah, because we have a new system on this podcast, or the, yes. the podcast discussion that we're having on Ten Forward. Um, yeah, well, what, what? So basically, after last week, Remick left, yeah. um, and he asked us just to keep an eye on things for who we think should be promoted or disciplined. And uh, It was a bit yeah. bizarre what he asked us, considering we were in 10 forward off our tits on synthesized <laughs> ecstasy, which is just slightly worse than normal <laughs> ecstasy. So you take two, and it's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he says, yeah, I want three things. I want to know who was promoted. Who do you think should be promoted? Who do you think should be disciplined, and who is the MVP? Yeah. And for this um, for this week, we'll, we we might do this as a separate segment. I don't really know how this is going to fucking work. Yeah. But uh, I'm gonna um, I'm, I'm gonna say Tasha Yar. I'm gonna I'm gonna give her a promotion for racial profiling. <laughs> and I'm gonna I, I I can understand where you're coming from, and I would like to simultaneously agree with that, but also think that Picard should be disciplined for then agreeing with her. I agree because <laughs> like, that's not what a security should do. <laughs> As a security officer, perfectly valid point to raise, as was pointed out when Data's evil brother turned up. Yep. Right? Okay. But but at that point, that is slightly different because Data having an evil brother proves that 50% of Data's species are evil. Right? <laughs> Which is a much higher percentage, one assumes, than of the Klingons. Um, uh, but then Picard should have been like, hushy gums. Uh, none of that. And yeah. If you are going to say stuff like that, don't do it on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now everybody's going to think you're a space racist or a spacist. Yeah. Do you, D- Tasha? Do you know that this is constantly being recorded the whole time? <laughs> I mean, MVP of the episode is obviously the Ensigns are going to be able to watch this later. <laughs> There's literally nothing. Re- the problem is, look, I, d- I don't know. If, I don't know if you remember uh, twenty thirty five. When the Freedom of Information Act fucking ran amok. And everyone was allowed to see everything all the time. And that's 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 why that's why. You you're on camera right now. There's a camera there. That's why your hair has to look good, even though you're just at work. So like everybody on the Enterprise spends an hour in makeup and hair before coming to the bridge. Uh Patty Worf, he's in there for slightly longer. For reasons that we will never know. Oh, um, but yeah, uh, I, I like the idea of this episode quite a lot because I like the so they, the Klingons turn up and they're like, uh, so the, the 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 point that the Klingons are in Star Trek at this point is that they've been at war with the Federation for fucking ages, and then between the two films, between the next gen, uh, no, the original series and next gen, I think it's in the movies. There's peace declared between them, mm-hmm. which basically boils down to. The, the Klingons were like, actually, we've been involved in an ongoing war with you for so long that it's turned into respect. 
because we're a warrior culture yeah. and you keep fucking us up as much as we keep fucking you up. So we're kind of like, oh, like basically it's entirely because Kirk existed and the Klingons yeah. were like, hey, he's, he's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> He keeps talking computers into like evil computers into killing themselves. It's fucking mental. <laughs> I, I, I had to stab them. They can do it with words. Once a week, <laughs> he fucking talked my calculator into draining its battery. <laughs> and then he fucked my wife. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, because I, I, I guess like I because I, I, I mean I, I obviously the Klingons are a warrior race, but they do have honor, and I. As I have yeah. gone back to several times on this podcast, genu- as much as I am, I'm not anti-military. The idea, I'm just, I'm never going to join the military because I am, I, I, I am a massive fuck up. And you, <laughs> the, the last thing, in fact, the first thing you want as a military leader is for me to be on the other team, right? <laughs> but I, I really like the the etiquette of, of Starfleet. I like how it works. I like it when they take time to explain why can't I say this to you because you're this and this is how the rank works and blah 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 and we have to do this and these are the rules. I, I, I dig that man. It's, it's got a cool vibe to it. Um, yeah. And I, I think the Klingons would probably quite like that as well. It's like these guys are obviously yeah. very efficient and there is honour and efficiency. Yeah, and there's like they have a command. And that's that's what was that's what was written above the other concentration camps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the British ones? In the yeah. Crimea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I this. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love that this this the whole plot of this episode is basically that these Klingons don't like that there's peace and they want to try and they just want to die, yeah. but with honor, like in a battle. And it's like, well, like like the other Klingons turn up and they're like, well, we'll have to like they 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 stole a cruiser, they killed a bunch of people, we're gonna have to put them to death. And Wolf's like, can't you just put them on an inescapable hellhole planet where they'll get murdered by monsters? And it's like, no, we have to we have to execute them. Kirk did the bricks. And now there's a rule. <laughs> the last computer that Kirk convinced to kill itself, he done it by putting it on an inescapable planet. And then Starfleet Command were like, "You're taking the piss. Can you can you come out of my wife long enough to fucking talk to me about this?" <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, I, I love as well. One thing I like about this is that the Klingons get end up in the brig at one point and they escape because they've got so many buckles on them that they can put together uh, like a, a disruptor blaster and shoot their way out. Which just reminded me of, of, I don't know if you've ever watched Surviving Edged Weapons, Mark, which is, I've stumbled across it because it's on it was on an episode of Best of the Worst and I've watched it this entirety. <laughs> it, is a, it is a police training video on how to what to do if a guy has like a knife. And I have seen it this is, episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I've watched the whole thing in its entirety. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> I showed it to my mate John because he runs, uh, he DMs the game of D&D, which I'm playing a rogue. And I showed it to him so that I could justify just how many knives my character can have secreted around <laughs> my person. <at> all <laughs> it's like, we got to like, uh, how many knives did you manage to sneak into this like, like setting? I was like, about 50. And <laughs> he's like, where are they? And he's like, oh, fuck. Here, 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 here. Like, yeah. Um, but you, so, uh, my sorry, just, just, just when we're talking about that idea, 
Um, my friend Hannah, our friend Hannah, in fact, she's actually probably listening to this because she says that she, Hi, she likes to have our podcast on in another room because it makes her feel less lonely living at home alone. Uh, she doesn't want to listen to it. She just likes our voices coming from the kitchen while she's in the living room. Uh, she messaged me the other day to be like, you know that pilot that you wrote? And I went, yeah. And she went, I have ripped that off entirely wholesale for a D&D campaign. But I've, <laughs> I've added these details to it and this backstory for this thing. Is that all right? And I'm like, that's much better than, <laughs> than the shit I came up with. So I, I'm happy with you ripping it off so long as you're all right that I'm taking that. And you get no credit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they build a little disruptor and blast their way out and kill a member of the crew. And even at that point, Wolf's still like, ah, oh, let me talk to him. Yeah. Uh, and Did you notice the return of uh, Lieutenant Smiley Joe? I did notice the return of Lieutenant Smiley Joe, who's apparently gone from bridge officer to getting shot at by Klingon. So Do you want to know a secret about Lieutenant Smiley Joe? He inappropriately touches people in the workplace. Nope. He is Worf's stunt double. Oh, so he actually shows he? up quite a lot, and Laura really likes him. Is that why he's got to be on the bridge in case Geordie looks at Wolf? Oh, that really tickled me, mate. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but oh. yeah, but we watched it and Laura shouted, Oh, look, the handsome black guy's back. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, this he's hes one of my. Because we've watched two episodes, I was going to say I was very pleased that he's returned. My favourite minor characters turn up in the next episode. Um, uh, but mm. we'll get to them when we get to them. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's um we see the so, so as well. We say so it's our first other than Wolf. This is our first Klingons this season, but it's our first Romulan warbird as well. So it's the first time we've seen D, sorry D cloak that's not a planet. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like they spunk their load on that one. Uh, now we've had to. <laughs> also, if you're a proud warrior race, Mark, why do you have cloaking instead of shields? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Because I'm, I'm Scottish, so I'm from a proud warrior race. <clears throat> Hadrian's Wall wasn't built to be, keep the Romans out, my friend. Um, and uh, we famously will just fight people bare-arsed, which is the o- literally the opposite of cloak. Yeah, whereas I'm, I'm predominantly English, and um, we cheat. Uh, yeah. Do sneaky? We'd love a cloaking device. That's like... <laughs> you you cheated, for example, back in what seventeen oh seven when you went. Do you know, be a really good idea, Scotland, is if uh, you just sign your name down there and we and we just we just we just make it's not one country. That's not how we'll present it. We're still two countries, but we'll just we'll just agree on things all the time. Do you know what I mean? We can bring <laughs> Wales as well. We in Scotland's like who? Uh, yeah. Wales, you know that you know that that country that we took over a while ago. We can bring them. Yeah. Oh, the the accents. Aye, <laughs> all right, bring them. All right, lads. 
And then the Scots were like, so it'll be three countries. And the English were like, no, two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> England and Wales and Scotland. And then, <laughs> and then, now, to be fair, now, I, I really, I will, I will really, hmm. Problem with what I'm about to say is, the one person I know who's going to listen to this is my Irish girlfriend, who'll be like, right, you've, you've, you've cottoned on to something there, but you're quite, you're, you're a bit, you're a lot wrong. Uh, which is that a lot of the Northern Ireland problem was caused specifically by Scots. Scots Ulsters. Uh, half my family. Um, I know that you said Ulsters, but for a moment I thought you said All Stars. <laughs> <laughs> we sent our best people in to sent in James McAvoy, Peter Capaldi, <laughs> Lewis Capaldi. He played the bagpipe. Um, so yeah, I feel like Scots are... Scots are well actually no do you know what fuck it you're welcome uh, because Scots <laughs> are directly responsible for the problems in Northern Ireland which is really the only reason that we didn't get as bad a Brexit as we did so you're welcome always looking ahead the Scots <laughs> <laughs> right we've we've wandered somewhat from the point uh, Klingons yeah Klingons um, so one of these guys like is in engineering, Mark, and like there's a whole conversation about oh yeah if he shoots into where the dilithium crystals are it'll blow up the ship. I just feel like maybe that should have a lock on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or a shield, or yeah. some panels. Engi- engineering, the engineering on the enterprises, because you, you always see it from one direction, don't you? You, you always come round from the sort of the like the the kitchen island. Bit yeah. with the little laptops on it which was lower this week so that that one ensign could sit down at it which was a bit bizarre um and then it's like oh isn't this here's all our wonderful stuff on the walls and here's where alexa lives and all that shit and then they pan round and it's like here's the warp drive here's the warp core <laughs> and you're like yeah. oh that what you mean like a projection of the warp core that just behind glass that so that engineers can can have like a visual representation of what's going on on it so that they can figure out what to no that that's it yeah behind that's the actual behind, warp core. behind the glass yeah right and it's not even behind glass how part. tall how, how tall <laughs> how tall are those railings about, about three and a half feet what's the <laughs> average height of a starfleet officer about five four <laughs> right <laughs> And how did Mr. Singh die again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the, the the fact that the, the, the warp core doesn't have a big metal shield around it that like slides up when they need to do something and then closes up. Yeah. Like, and it can only be opened. Like, and like, caught, like, like if, warnings on it, like, do not shoot. Yeah, like, okay, Chernobyl went wrong enough as it was. And like, the reactor wasn't directly behind the control room. Like it wasn't like it's just through there, just through there. Have you not got any shielding? Oh, I don't, don't think that'd be necessary. I, I, I imagine there was a guy. If someone asked that question in Chernobyl, I'd like to be the guy that was like, "Oh, trust me, mate. If it goes wrong, we won't need shielding." <laughs> <laughs> the, the warp core is kicking off so much radiation in every ship that um, there aren't actually any aliens in Star Trek. Those are all just birth defects from warp travel. It really should be called uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the Thalidomide Federation. 
USS Thalidomide. UFF. <laughs> United Thalidomide Federation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because because thalidomide is such a, a horrifying disease that they can't they can't type the letter T. They can't reach it on the T <laughs> on the keyboard because that's what it actually starts with. Because F is closer. Yeah, uh, it's true. I just checked that out. <laughs> Imagine an entire starship crewed by people with thalidomide. Because because the thing is, right, affirmative action still has to exist in the twenty fourth century. I guess maybe no, it probably doesn't. But imagine it did. Um, I, I would love to be, I I would love to be in the room when like some car Star Trek casting agent is like, I just want all this race to be for Lidamod people, and like um, we go, we we can't put out a casting call, and he goes right, okay, but if I'm making Lord of the fucking Rings, I'm allowed to ask for little people. Why why can't I get a bunch of people who've got Lidamod hands, call them Chongly Wonglers, <laughs> right, <laughs> and have them live in the woods? Yeah. I am um, because I I have I have many thoughts on this. I, as a man who I I I I genuinely believe that um, there there should be a sort of affirmative action when it comes to acting. I feel like people don't. I feel like the the problem is that the people who are arguing about it tend to be the people on one absolute side of the spectrum versus people on the other absolute side of the spectrum, and that tends to cut out the people in the middle who are actually affected by this. Like if yeah. um, if someone has a disability, if a character has a disability, and you never see them without that disability, and that disability is a central part of their character, you should cast an actor with that disability, for the simple reason, not that not just that they can do it better because they have the experience and all that wank shit, but for the simple reason that they are not getting casting calls for just the love yeah. interest in a movie like they're not getting that so it's, it's unfair that people who can should get that above them and then, and then and then obviously it should come down to can they act are they good blah 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 there's layers to this right I, if you want to talk to me about it meet me in the pub or leave comments on the facebook page i i'm not going to answer them i don't i don't do the admin <laughs> on this i don't give a shit right um <laughs> but um but I, I personally think if you were Star Trek <laughs> and you put out a casting call for Philidamide actors, I think a lot of people with Philidamide would be very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then when they all get there and you're like, we're going to a planet of T-Rexes, <laughs> that's when they're going to get pissed off. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to get them into the room. I'm not denying that. It's... Yeah. it's just getting them to stay. <laughs> exactly, because but then at the same time they're like, we're not going to be degraded by this. It's like, what else have you got on? <laughs> what you got? You got to go and change the light bulbs and fucking traffic lights, mate. Can't reach. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's I love that. That's the thing you jump to. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, it's like, are, you, are, 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 you, are you happy to be able-bodied? Oh, I mean, every time I change the light and the traffic light. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, pray, I say a little thank you to the, the Lord above. I, uh, I, I signed an NDA, right? So I can't really tell you what it is, but I worked on a movie this week. J- just as like a... Fu- no, don't get impressed. Uh, uh, what was your name, mate's name? Gills? Um, uh, Gilly, yeah. Gilly, don't get impressed, mate. I was literally... My job was to stand beside a thing for 12 hours and say, you can't come through here. Yeah, and Gilly, I'll tell you what film it was later. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to my accent and then use Google. 
it's no harm. <laughs> um, and I was talking to a guy in props and his job, he and he was going around putting duct tape on the traffic lights, on the actual like the the light part, like the lens part, because yeah. it, for continuity reasons, it's easier if they're all just blacked out. And I went, oh, that's really mm. cool, man. What's what's your what's normally your job on these films? And he's like, this is it. <laughs> I just, I just that's, that's I love when you meet people like that who've got just like a weird, obscure job that you just never even considered. It's a job I, I, I block out traffic lights on, uh, he on worked, movie sets. He works for a department that got paid more than I did. That was just <laughs> his one job. Puts duct tape yeah. on the traffic lights, takes it off at the end. Heavily unionised. You see somebody <laughs> non-union putting duct tape on a traffic light, fucking hell to pay. Yeah. The teamsters will walk out. Yeah, <laughs> I've I, I no idea what a teamster is. It's just it comes up a lot. Uh, <laughs> they are the, the teamsters are the hardest working people in Hollywood, and that's the only reason that the Simpsons got away with that joke. <laughs> right, so surly um, and lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't suppose. I imagine there's not a lot of teamsters working on the Simpsons. I don't know what they do, but it's not drawing. Uh, uh, probably <laughs> not, no. no. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about in this episode? Uh, no, oh, I like, the, I, like, I like the Klingon death ritual. I Yeah, I like that as well. Yeah, they, they scream to warn the dead that a Klingon warrior is coming. That's cool. That's fucking that's yeah. badass. Yeah. I think so that when you get there, it's all the people that you've killed <laughs> who've been waiting for you and know you're coming. Great. <laughs> get to kill them all over again, motherfucker. Um, no, I'd be, I'd be into that. I, I would, I honestly, I wouldn't mind if I got to the, a- see if I died and I got to the afterlife, and uh, he, and they were like, here's, so here's the deal, it's the afterlife, so you get what you, um, you get what you want, like, again, in supernatural terms, you get a little room, and that room, it's kind of like a holiday, you can do whatever you want in it, you just relive all your greatest moments, or you can create new great moments for yourself, and whoever you want to meet you can go and do that blah 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 but here's the thing it's um it is catholicism but it's klingon catholicism so obviously no paraplegics <laughs> in which case i'm like well how'd you call it heaven then um but um <laughs> that's a little one joke for people who know mark um but uh but he's like but, but the test is in order to get in there you have to you have to re-kill all the people that you have already killed i'll be like great none well, you ever taken an antibiotic? There's an army of bacteria waiting for you, Mark. <laughs> do they all attack me at once, or do they attack me they, one at a time? They form the shape of a bacteria man. Right. Like, um, I don't know if you've ever have you ever I don't know if you've ever read uh, the Into the Spider Verse comics. Yeah. There is one of one of the versions of Spider Man is called <laughs> Spider's Man. Yeah. Who is one million spiders who believe themselves to be Peter Parker? Yeah. Uh, it's like that, but bacteria. Fine. <laughs> yeah. I've probably also I've worked in retail and I have quite a cutting sense of humour and a low tolerance for idiocy so I have no doubt that, and I have no doubt that there is something that I have said to someone that has put them over the edge <laughs> there is there's got to be something you know that way that you know that way that there's there's there ha- there's someone out there who has probably masturbated thinking about you. I've yeah. I I have almost certainly been the last thought in someone's mind before they've taken the plunge. 
I, I, I genuinely believe that there's certain certain evil you can do in the world where you haven't directly killed someone, but the amount of like added pissed offness and anger that you've put into the world yeah. has pushed somebody to do so. Like, and I reckon so. Like in my entire like, for example, like Pretty Patel's never killed anyone directly, but on her ledger when she gets to the afterlife, there's going to be no, no, no. These people, yeah. uh, these yeah. are all yours. Off you fuck. Um, I, I used to want me a guy. I, uh, Sorry, go on. <laughs> I, I reckon I've at least on that level. I'm at least up to four. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I used to want me a guy uh, at Tower Bridge, in the in the visitor experience centre of Tower Bridge. And if you're like, how much can you possibly learn at Tower Bridge that isn't this is a structure that crosses water? Well done, you've nailed it. Uh, fif- yeah. Fifteen pounds, please. <laughs> Um, Watch the unfinished London video on London Bridge. It will teach you more than you'll ever learn. At London great, man, I love Jay Foreman. We should get him on this podcast because yeah. he's yeah. also an ensign on the Enterprise. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is. He, so uh, he's rather beardy man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we might we might have a guest coming up. By the way, I'll tell I'll tell you about him later. There, there might be someone coming to Glasgow. <laughs> anyway, no, Jensen. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, forget it. Right? Maybe cut that bit out because it might not come to anything. But. Um, and I was speaking to my friend Tom, and I was like, uh, just one day, I was because like, he had quite a dark sense of humour as well. I mean, how would you kill yourself? <laughs> and he went, definitely in front of a tube at rush hour. And I went, really? Why? And he said, I want to inconvenience as many people as possible. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the people who do that, Mark, they've got that attitude. Yeah, and that's why they've got no friends, and suicide seems like the answer. I just uh, so if you are thinking of throwing yourself in front of a tube train. Kill yourself at home. Because uh, I'm, of... I'm not a believer, but I'm definitely going to have a Catholic funeral just so that I can have that priest do it. Um, <laughs> I, there is no way I am going to have as many people at my funeral thinking positively about me as I am people cursing me if I throw myself in front of the Jubilee line at, at 5.05pm. Yeah, and that's true. Mate, it... it, it uh, it's all it's all good news, isn't it? There's no such thing as bad as bad PR. So, how, how would you kill yourself, Mark? Uh, I mean, I'm going to be quite boring. I just barbiturates and whiskey. Ah, okay. Sorry, I'd go sorry, suicide sorry. by. Sorry, what? I'd go suicide by cop. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'd do, but fuck it. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I actually, and I, I, I. Laura, I know that this isn't funny, uh, especially based <laughs> on my own current mental status, um, and I know that this all this is going to do is make you worried. But um, I genuinely, if I, um, I, I think I've actually said this to Laura in the past, which I thought was hilarious, she did not take it well. Is <laughs> if I ever killed myself, um, I would uh, make it look like autoerotic asphyxiation, so that she was never a hundred percent sure. The, the the big question there, Mark, is what would you what would you leave running on the laptop? Ah, she knows. Uh, just, just, no, no, no. But why not? These ain't really like really weird people out. Put on like PMQs. What in this? Was he getting anything from? This woman um, has a fully functioning body. I don't get it. <laughs> I know him. Why is so. This... <laughs> so. Is this, right. is, this, is this why he had to fucking go long? Is this why? Is this why he had to wait until he lost all his breath because it just wasn't doing anything for him? I I want her to approach my death 
the way that Batman approached the crime in the Batman, which is to just let it all happen around him, and then at the end of it, <laughs> there's an assassination attempt on a politician. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, this is a week later this is going up, so if you haven't seen the Batman, I mean, well done, it's not really worth your time. Uh, <laughs> no. no. The trailers are better. Yeah. And, and, and that, isn't, that isn't coming from a that's that's coming from a man who I I really dislike the idea that nerdy white men in our thirties have so lost the dominance of geek culture being ours that we have to therefore be negative and cynical about it just to make ourselves feel powerful. I don't really subscribe to that idea. There are things that I genuinely enjoy. I I, I will enjoy things if, if I think that they are good. And yeah, there's yeah. there's maybe things that I didn't enjoy. Although, although there's certainly things that I literally had to apologise to Laura um, because I lost my fucking nut so much at how much I hated the finale of Midnight Mass, which I had. I don't, Midnight. I think Midnight Mass is the best horror miniseries that's ever Actually, been made. I, I think, it, I yeah, think it's a masterpiece. We're right at the tail end of this and um, I've not actually had this conversation about you, so stop listening now if you don't want spoilers for Midnight Mass. It's one of the best things It's incredible. Ever. Right, what is it you had a, a major problem with? In uh, so again, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Uh, my, my, my problem, and, and, I, and I, I realise that this is dumb, uh, my major issue about it is that no one talks about how it's clearly a vampire. And I felt like that undermined a lot of the themes of um, atheism and logic and uh, calling a spade a spade and realising when yeah. something's wrong because vampires exist in that universe. We know that because Riley has a copy of Salem's Lot. Yeah. Unless in this universe that was about werewolves, which Stephen King, give us that. Just re- <laughs> just rewrite Salem's Lot, but about werewolves. Um, and it, it really bothered me, and it really annoyed me that it became a, not so much that it became an action episode, but that it became an action episode where not one single character went, "This is a vampire." C- c- shall yeah, shall we at least try vampire things? But it, it was an emotional reaction at the time. I regret it wholeheartedly. Laura, I love you. Um, and you had to bear the brunt of this. But I then rewatched it and I was like, it, this might be the best episode. <laughs> this, is <a> fucking, <laughs> this is a fucking masterpiece of an ending. And, and I. What annoyed me uh, for a solid hour before I like calmed down and then thought about it and realised I was wrong was how so there is a character in midnight mass who is in a wheelchair and she is cured from being in the wheelchair by vampire blood and then at the end of everything it is revealed that she can no longer feel her legs and i was like well the vampire blood caused her to heal but it's not its absence shouldn't cause the damage to reappear like i got really angry about that like oh can't she walk away? and then i, I clocked that it's the it's the narrative way of going no 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 that vampire didn't get away he got killed by sunlight yeah like that's 
because if he was and then and then I immediately reversed my decision on it after being really angry about it for like an hour. There's also uh, there's <laughs> also the idea that if if it's about faith, then the vampires when you lose faith, you lose because the thing about the thing about midnight mass is people are like, this is one hundred percent pro atheist, and I'm like, it's not really. It's yeah, it's it's uh, is it Mike O'Donnell? Is that his name? He's got an Irish name, Mike Flanagan. Yeah. It's him coming to terms with what he thinks belief in religion is. That's why his two main characters, oh the fucking oh I hate this. It has so many monologues in it. Oh, I'm sorry, this has great writing. Go fuck yourself. That's yeah. why both um, Riley and Mrs. Mike Flanagan, a sexy lesbian glove from the other one that he did. That's why yeah. they, they both get equal weight when they have the big monologue scenes because they... It, it, yeah. it, it, it doesn't really matter what you really... It, what really matters is what you think to yourself and if you lose the faith, it drains out of you and it goes away and everything... The healing power that the faith gave you goes away and you just have to deal with that and live your life which is why yeah. that character didn't die and it's not explicitly pro i don't agree with, i agree with, i don't think it's explicitly pro atheist because of the fact that one of the the fundamental counterpoints throughout the series is having a character who has a different religious experience from everybody else um but is no less valid and in fact it gives a really reasonable and fantastic like reasoning of like why given his life circumstances his faith is incredibly important to him and like it, it'd be so easy to be dismissive oh i believe in silly things but it's not that it's 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 masterfully well written yeah. it's a stephen king miniseries where every episode is stephen king on the best day he has ever had um also, watch with rahul coley as the sheriff is real daddy sexy in it <laughs> even as a straight man I was like yeah I'm in at this yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah and also he has the, his monologue his speech is the, be- is the best one yeah um, yeah Midnight fucking... Mass is, is, he, is a masterpiece and, and it is go and phenomenal watch it. if you, if you yeah. I mean if you've listened to that you've had it fucking spoiled for you but but, but don't worry about it yeah like it's, it's, it's the best TV show I think I've seen in it's 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 seven episodes and it's four episodes before you even really know what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and you don't care because the characters are so good. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, should we? Shall we? So without a lengthy discussion of this, a lengthy discussion of this episode of Star Trek, <laughs> uh, 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 Worf is the MVP, obviously. Well, Worf is, is the MVP. Tasha should be promoted, and yeah, uh, Picard should get in trouble. <laughs> Agreed. Bye. All right. Well, bye. Bye. The Captain's Slog is performed by Mark O'Neill and Eddie Edwards. You can follow us at Real Mark O'Neill on Twitter and at Romulan Ale on Twitter. You can follow the podcast at Captain Slog and get updates about our latest episodes. And if you really like what we do here, why not go to our Patreon? That's patreon.com forward slash Captain Slog. The Captain Slog is performed by Mark O'Neill and Eddie Edwards. You can follow both of them on Twitter and Instagram. Mark's at Real Mark O'Neill and Eddie is at Ed Edwards Comedy. If you like the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and now on YouTube at Captain Slog. And we have a Facebook page as well. Or if you really like what we do here, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Captain Slog. <laughs>